Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I want to reach out and grab you, Jenny. <laughs> I miss my hair. Used to use head and shoulders, now I use mop and glow. I used to have long hair, long rock and roll hair. I listened to rock and roll music. Thought my music was the most powerful music ever. Now I listen to it now, not so much. <laughs> Steve Miller Band, I listen to them all the time. Yeah, listen to them now. Boy, these brilliant lyrics like Abra, Abra, Cadabra, I wanna reach out and grab ya. Boy, that's. <laughs> Sounds like something Forrest Gump would write for Jenny, doesn't it? <laughs> I wanna reach out and grab you, Jenny. <laughs> I know what love is. <laughs> My daughter listens to this guy named Bruno Mars. He has a any Bruno fans here? Then you'll know this song's real. I said, play that song again. I want to hear the words. Song called, I would catch a grenade for you. This is a love song. I would catch a grenade for you. That sounds like an ISIS wedding song to me. What's romantic about I would catch a grenade for you? It's just, in the song I listen to, it's about this heartbroken guy telling this girl, I would catch a grenade for you, cut my hand with a blade for you, jump in front of a train for you, put a bullet in my brain for you. This guy doesn't take rejection well, does he? <laughs> Grow up, be a real man, slash your tires and move on. That's how you do it. <laughs> if my daughter brought home a guy and said, sir, I would take a grenade for her, I say, prove it, son, and then that would be that. <laughs> But some uh, people are romantic, more romantic than me. I, you know, don't give me those looks. I tried it. I'm willing to try. I tried it with my wife. I walked up to her at the kitchen table. 
reading the paper she was. I said, hey, I take a grenade for you. <laughs> Didn't even look up from the newspaper. <laughs> now, where would we get a grenade? <laughs> and I used to listen to this band called The Who. Remember, yeah. Remember at the end of the concert in the 60s, Pete Townsend took a perfectly good guitar and he'd smash it, smash it on stage into pieces and kids cheered. They thought it was cool. I thought that was stupid. But six months ago, in my driveway in North Carolina, I was doing the exact same thing to a weed whacker that wouldn't start. <laughs> and I felt liberated. And I was green plastic pieces laying everywhere, and the silence is broken by my wife, the fourth grade school teacher, standing behind me, hands on hips. Does it make you feel good to break something just because it doesn't work? Yes, it does. <laughs> and then she asked the wife question. Did it have gas in it? I'm not gonna answer a stupid question like, did it have gas in it? Because I wasn't sure. I said, you're not the one out here in the hot sun every Saturday morning. It's that it teases you and gives you the impression that it might. I'll tell you who I am. My name's Sid Davis. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina now. But I grew up in a little town in Ohio. A little church town, a little farm town. Little Catholic family. That's what we always went to church on Sunday. It was very important to my parents to have faith. And my mom, she still has faith. Even at the age, that's when you need it the most. She's 85 years old. I call her every week. And she, sometimes she's comforted by my calls because I was talking to her when Hurricane Irma was approaching Florida. And she said, son, I need you now to pray for me because I'm too old to run. I've decided I'm gonna stay right here and ride the hurricane out. And I said, Mom, you live in Arizona. <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> My dad was a great man. He was a perfect father on paper. He provided food, clothing, shelter, love, spiritual guidance, fun, never. <laughs> I mowed yards to take my dad to the baseball game in Cincinnati. Bought two tickets, me and my dad at the baseball game. So excited, the field, the players, the noise. I said, isn't this crowd exciting? My dad goes, no, look at this crowd. Let's leave early and beat the traffic. <laughs> and I mean early, right after the national anthem. You know, he's no people that want to leave early, beat the traffic on places. That was my dad, even in church. <laughs> if we leave now, we can beat the Baptist to the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I never left. My, my son and I went to a ball game that was the most exciting rite of 
passage to me ever. He was two years old. We went to the Reds game, Cincinnati. I bought him a Johnny Bench uniform, real cute, and he enjoyed everything. I was soaking it up. What a proud moment to be a parent. And he loved the noise, the crowd, the hot dogs, the vendors. I could tell he had a good time. Because the next morning, Sunday, and sitting in church at a quiet part, yells out, ice cold beer here. <laughs> and it was a Catholic church. Guys were going like, okay, over here. <laughs> and he's a little guy. He was hidden in the pews. Nobody could see him. I'm looking around I'm like, now who said that? <laughs> But my mom, I mean my wife, oh, thank you, Freud. Uh, <laughs> my wife gave it away, because when something like that happens, wives have this look that lets you know that you've made a mistake, and my wife's look that she gives to me looks like Ben Franklin on the $100 bill. You ever notice how Ben looks at you like he's not happy about what you're spending $100 on? It? <laughs> My dad was cheap, too. He's one of these cheap parents. Never brought brand name anything. Anybody have to grow up with one of those? They go to the everyday grocery stores. Just one big disappointment. You know, I want seven up. He brings home six across. That brand. <laughs> and my mom, she wanted laundry detergent. She wanted all. He bought a brand name Sum. <laughs> Christmas, too, was it? I wanted a George Foreman grill. Right? I opened up the box. I get a Tanya Harding grill. <laughs> Tanya Harding now, they're making a movie about her. They're making her a hero. You know what she did? What a role model athlete. If you figure it, she's the original athlete to take a knee. Uh, <laughs> They buy this cheap stuff for you, the brand name stuff, and they say it's all the same. No, it's not. I want, a, I want Captain Crunch. Don't bring home Colonel Munch. <laughs> I used to stay over at a kid's house that I didn't even like just so I could eat a bowl of real Fruit Loops. <laughs> I work cruise ships now. You know, I got on the cruise ships and all I could think, I see kids on the cruise ships like my dad would never bring us on a cruise. He was too cheap. If he took us on a cruise, he'd find a budget package where we'd all have to clean rooms and make towel animals. <laughs> Has anybody been on the cruise ship and see the towel animals? They're just adorable. Giraffes and kitties and little uh, elephants. If you ever go on a cruise with your wife, don't make the near-fatal mistake that I did of using the towel animal as a towel. <laughs> I made that mistake. I'm drying off in the bathroom. My wife kicks in the door like a SWAT team. Like, Are you using that kitty cat as a towel? Like, no. Then I look in the floor. There are the whiskers. These cruise ships, uh, everybody goes on there. A lot of eating goes on in the cruise ships. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not a cruise ship. It's kind of like a floating golden corral. Right? <laughs> People in line to eat pizza at two in the afternoon because they haven't eaten since 1.30. They're hungry. <laughs> Has anybody been in the, the line of the buffet on a cruise ship anywhere? Why does the buffet line move so slow? Just put the stuff on your plate and go. 
I'm behind this lady with the tongs and the baked potatoes, and she's inspecting every potato like a jeweler inspecting gems. <laughs> like, well, this potato's good, but it's not as round as I am. And this potato's good, and then this potato. I'm thinking, lady, you're picking a potato, not a husband. <laughs> and then I got a glimpse at her husband. I'm like, okay, well, take your time. It's good. <laughs> But if you've been on a cruise ship, these, they, they have these people that work on there from all over the world, and they do, they, their, their job is to make sure you have the best vacation ever. But when an emergency comes, their job is to make sure that they have safety. They have, they're trained in safety. I was on a cruise ship when we saved a man's life. He was having these severe chest pains, heart problems. We airlifted this guy from the ship to a hospital on land, and the good news was we saved his life. And this is what happened on that cruise ship that afternoon when he saved that man's life. The announcement comes on. Bing, bing. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain, Antonio Antolini. You ever notice it's always an Italian guy with a romantic accent? <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if that was just fake and his name was Billy Bob from Paducah, Kentucky? <laughs> How romantic would it be if it comes up, bing, bing. Hi, all this Billy Bob up the bridge. <laughs> I don't know what a knot is, but we're doing 21 of them. <laughs> no, this is a real Italian captain. He comes on to announce that we're going to do the airlift up on the upper deck. He's, bing, bing. Congratulations, there's a captain. And for the next hours, you do the emergency lifts from the upper deck, there's the helicopters, there's the heavens, there's dangerous procedures. So please, for the next hour, for the safety, avoid the upper deck. <laughs> Hi, this is a cruise director. I'll tell you what the captain just said. <laughs> For the next hour, we're going to be doing an emergency airlift from the top deck of this ship. We cannot land the helicopter on the top deck. It will be a hovering procedure. It is very dangerous. So please, ladies and gentlemen, for your safety, for the next hour, avoid the top deck. Five minutes later, the top deck looked like Times Square on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I knew because I was there too. <laughs> and this was, if you've been out at sea, I mean, it gets windy here, but it was so windy here, like nachos were blowing off people's plates and it, it was, you know, it was very windy. And this helicopter had to hover and I was amazed how this Coast Guard helicopter held that helicopter steady in that wicked wind. And then a line comes down with the stretcher and it starts whipping like this, this, and this. If I'm the guy they're lowering it for, I'm saying, I'm feeling a lot better now. <laughs> this is gas, it's not chest pains, go away. <laughs> and people from all over the world come on these cruise ships, these from other countries. You know what they're most amazed at? Not the size of the boat, not uh, of the places they go. They're fascinated with these marine toilets, the ones that go <laughs> Have you seen these on an airplane? They're marine toilets. <laughs> they require special toilet paper. Have anybody know what I'm talking about, this toilet paper? Yes, it ain't Cottonelle, I'll tell you this. It's, it's the brand my dad would buy. <laughs> if you're a handyman, take a roll of that home. That's 80 grit sandpaper. <laughs> And I'm immature. I look at things like I was a kid. I see these toilets and 
And I'm thinking, I wish they had one of those in my house when I was a kid. That'd be the most rockin' goldfish funeral ever. <laughs> Anybody here have the goldfish funeral on the toilet? Yeah, my daughter had a little goldfish named Nemo after the movie. Daddy, Nemo's floating on top. And I go, well, bring Nemo in. Bring your mom in. We'll have a goldfish funeral. We sit there, said a couple words, shook Nemo in there, put the handle, water starts moving, and Nemo starts swimming again. <laughs> she was like that guy on the ship, like, hey, I'm feeling a lot better now. <laughs> My daughter's like, save him, Daddy, save him. I'm like, no, there'll be no finding Nemo, Daddy. <laughs> Have two kids. I've been I'm married to a wonderful woman. Our, our marriage works because I come from an awesome family and she comes from a family. <laughs> oh, they're great, too. I'll tell you more about them. But we have two children. Very proud of them. I think, I, I, I'm glad, I, did, I hope I didn't pass along my ADD with them. I don't know, I think there's, I don't have the uh, spastic spider monkey ADD. I have the don't think things through ADD. <laughs> I don't know if you, any of you have kids like that. They, they, they think outside the box, that's what you do. Because you know at a Mexican restaurant when the fajitas come and those iron skillets and they're going, and the waitress goes, don't touch that skillet, it's hot. Well, now I need to know how hot is. <laughs> Who here touched the skillet? Everybody touches the skillet. It's us with ADD, we're different than you, because most of you touch the skillet and go, wow, wow, I know not to touch the skillet again. Some of us touch the skillet and go, wow, wow, let's see if it happens with the other fingers. <laughs> I saw ADD when I worked at the airport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I was a baggage handler, a baggage handler. And I worked at baggage claim. And kids can't stand still in the airport. Now, I'm, if you've been in an airport, baggage claim, uh, you stand outside a wall, your suitcases come out on this rubber belt through these big rubber flappy things, and it goes around, it comes back through the rubber flappy things, it goes around and around till you pick them up. I was that guy behind that belt who's throwing it, well, placing your suitcases. <laughs> on the belt, 
It's just another day. You can hear people outside, round and round, suitcase, suitcase, round and round. You can hear kids playing, kids yelling. Suddenly, yelling gets louder. And all of a sudden, I hear, ah! A three-year-old boy comes through the flappy things on my side of the wall. He was playing on the belt, his shoestring got pinched, and now he's coming, he's on my side of the wall, and this is not in my baggage handler's training manual. He's coming at me screaming like, I don't know what to do. I did, uh, so here's the quick judgment I have. I said, I'll just let him just go all around with the other suitcases and go back out. <laughs> Pretend I didn't see this. <laughs> but I panicked because I heard his mom on the other side of the flabby things. Oh, my name is... You'd cry too. It's like, it reminded me of a scene from Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, right? This kid doesn't listen and he's gone. <laughs> So here's screaming here, here's screaming here. I just wanted to stop. So I made a decision. I grabbed the kid's leg, I pulled it out of the stuck shoe and I put it, this made him worse. This could, this is no whiny, mommy I want candy crying. This is the real deal. You have to use some compassion with this young man. You can't yell at him. I said, shh, quiet, quiet. You see all these suitcases? Those are all full of kids that wouldn't stop crying. <laughs> He was quiet right away. <laughs> Silence. Just in time for that empty tennis shoe to go back out to the flappy things you heard. Heard, heard his mom. Because ah! that poor woman saw a whole child come in this side. She heard screaming stopped abruptly. And then just a little piece comes out over here. So there's a noise here, you hear this woman on there saying, oh, oh, my baby, he's gone, he's gone. And I hear laughing here, chuckling. This kid's on, I hear my mommy crying. <laughs> I said, do you think this is funny? Uh-huh. Well, give me the other shoe, kid. Let's have some fun here. Let's <laughs> I know if you have ADD, here's one thing, you, have, you can't play jokes on people because your mind doesn't think about point B. <laughs> Two weeks before Christmas, I'm walking in the Orlando airport, busy airport. I see paper money laying on the ground. That's exciting. So I picked it, but you gotta do the right thing with paper money. You, I mean, it could have been anybody. You gotta make sure somebody in the immediate area may have just dropped it. So I did the right thing, I lifted it up and I said, does this belong to anybody? Okay. <laughs> now I'm excited because it's mine. I unfold it and I see it's a $500 bill from Jamaica. <laughs> I'm still excited till I go to currency exchange and find out it's worth $1.73 American minus a $5 service fee. <laughs> it's worth nothing. I was so excited, now I'm so depressed. Has anybody ever got something you thought was worth something to find out it's not worth anything? I got a gift certificate once to Whole Foods for $100, which is enough to make a down payment on a grape at Whole Foods. <laughs> Food's so expensive there, why? Because it's organic. Ooh, have you ever seen the chickens with no steroids? They look like a parakeet from a third world country. <laughs> $9 a pound. No, thank you. I go to Walmart. The chickens look like they're on the cover of Muscle and Fitness.
speaking of gift certificates, this is interesting. I'm in Goodwill. I wanted to buy a green neon roadside vest in case I had a flat tire. Wanted people to notice me on the side of the road. Thought I got a good deal on a green neon roadside vest for a dollar. Till I got it home, my wife said, Did you even look at the back, the big letters that say inmate? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then I was leaving Goodwill. They had a sign up there that proudly said, Goodwill now offers gift certificates. Now, wouldn't that be a warm, fuzzy feeling when you're receiving a gift from someone and you open that envelope and see that you meant so much to them that you're worthy of $25 worth of stuff that some other people didn't want? <laughs> we found a new form of regifting. Wait till it's my turn to give you a gift. Anyway, I got off the subject. I'm standing in the airport with this Jamaican $500 bill. I've been duped, but I'm the only one that knows about it. If I were a mature person, I'd have let it go. But no, I thought if it fooled me, you could fool someone else. Let's pay the mood swing forward. So I eat at Chili's. Chili's, I get nachos, $10. I gave this nice young girl, looked to be in her mid-twenties. I gave her the $10, $5 tip. I just wanted to see her reaction to the Jamaican $500 bill. She looks at me, eyes get wide, looks at the bill, goes, I don't know who you are or why you did this, but I have a baby daughter who I need to take to the doctor this afternoon, and I didn't have the $100 copay. And this morning I got on my knees and I prayed for a miracle, and I guess you, sir, are the miracle that God has sent me today. Like, She goes, I can't find the words to thank you. I said, well, you could tell me where an ATM machine is. <laughs> Would anybody in this room left it like that? Just left? Who? Who said yes? Got away. He's going to be struck by lightning. You can't leave this. I dug this hole. I got to dig myself out. I, go, I should be happy helping a young woman out. But no, I'm saying bad words at the ATM machine. Just, I get $100. Here's where I don't think things through. She doesn't know the Jamaican $500 bill's not worth anything. I lay the, I lay the $100 on there. She starts crying more. She goes, why? You're, why are you doing this? You're a saint. Thank you. Now I can afford to buy my other baby's Christmas presents now. I'm like, all right, I'll be right back. I got to... <laughs> So if you want to know what the going price for a jerk is, it's $215. Uh, I was excited. You ever get excited and realize you shouldn't be excited? Like I was on the airplane getting ready to fly out here. I'm sitting in like row eight and I look in first class, do a double take like, that's Tom Hanks. I had to look and make sure like, that's Tom Hanks on our airplane. And I'm excited till I thought, I've seen Sully cast away in Apollo 13. Every time, every time he gets on something that flies, nothing good happens. Like, get off my plane, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I met my wife. I'm happy. I've been married 32 years. I'm going to stay with her. And you know, if you if dating at my age, right? I, I have a friend. Poor guy lost his wife. He's on the dating scene again. Came to me for advice. He said, uh, Hey, on my Match.com profile, should I put that I sleep with a CPAP machine? 
I said, no, I just bring that on her, on your honeymoon. First night, she'll roll over the middle of the night, oh, I've married Darth Vader. Like, If I was a woman, I'd want to live with a guy that slept with a CPAP machine. Because on one of those days, your husband, he's being a jerk, being a real jerk all day. I'd bide my time. And in the middle of the night, I'd unplug that thing and watch it. <laughs> Plug it back in and act like I was concerned. You okay? I know it's hard to breathe when that machine doesn't work right. <laughs> no, I'm married. I want to stay married. I had my anniversary last October. I took my bride out to one of those restaurants where they make the food there right in front of you. Subway. I'm not cheap, I'm in a financial crisis. I have a daughter in college majoring in student loans. 3.8, is that a good grade point average? That's my credit score now, 3.8. And after six years of college, with no diploma in sight, she came to me and said, Daddy, I don't think college is for me. And I said, why are you telling me this now? She goes, because I got this letter from the college that says we don't think college is for you. <laughs> but these are your kids. This is your family. You got to stick by them. We went to a family crisis meeting to her favorite restaurant, which is Chinese. And kids can be cruel. We don't teach them this. She gets a fortune cookie and says, says here, I'm going to be reincarnated as a fish swimming in a school. And her brother goes, you'll get thrown out of that school too. Like, hey! <laughs> You apologize to your sister and then you write that down. That's going in the special. <laughs> Every family's got one kid that costs 10 times as much as the others combined. That was my daughter. I love her to pieces. She came out of the womb, a nine pound bundle of bouncing bankruptcy. <laughs> but you still have to love them. You still love them. Then you gotta protect them. Because she came home one time with this guy I'd never met before. She goes, Daddy, this is Brad. He's the one we're in love. We're going to get married. I said, you just met this guy. You need to know somebody here before you get married. Because it's like there's chemicals that go off in your head that skew your perception and reality about that person. A lot of, you know, a year later you realize all your friends were right. <laughs> Every Lifetime movie's about this. If you notice this... <laughs> He's kind and wonderful, he makes me laugh. Don't judge him, because all three of his ex-wives are missing. <laughs> so now I have to be a daddy. And I said, young lady, I don't know, I, I don't know. That you, I, listen, first of all, I love you with all my heart and soul. You've cost me a lot of money. That doesn't matter right now. I'm your dad, I'm your protector, and you need to know this guy a year before you get married. A year is the absolute minimum. He's rich. A year is only a guideline. <laughs> but I'm a daddy. Some of you are daddies of little girls too. Some of you will be. There'll be that time. You gotta be the protector. I went up to this guy, said, son, you want my daughter's hand in marriage? There's a thing called a daddy bar. That daddy bar's steadfast if you want my daughter in matrimony.
You understand what I'm saying? He goes, Sir, I'd be happy to pay your student loan debts off. Like, well, that bar's been met, son. You get in here. <laughs> Sit in my chair. There's the remote. Watch you want on TV right there. That's, I was like a car salesman. What can I do to get you to drive her off the lot today? <laughs> I waited a year to ask my lovely bride to marry me. But when I was dating her, I got pressure from her mother. You two need to get married. That's the way my mother-in-law talked because she's from West Virginia. She started smoking in kindergarten. <laughs> you know, these people take puffs so big, one eye crosses. <laughs> if there's any message not to smoke, this woman was the poster child. <laughs> she's come over to our house. We don't smoke in our house. We made her go outside to smoke. Even on one of those days, like it gets here, where they come on the news, like it's too cold outside. Bring your pets in. Bring your pets in for their safety. She'd be out there like... <laughs> Smoking everywhere. She, she came home. She came to one time. She goes, I need to go to the hospital. I'm having chest pains. <laughs> call 911. Now call a taxi. They won't let me smoke in the ambulance. <laughs> and my mother-in-law, rest her soul, she made my wife's life miserable. My life miserable. She made everybody around her miserable. Rest her soul. But here's how the chemicals going off in my head were. This beautiful woman that will become my bride. I didn't make the biological connection that that woman was related to that woman. <laughs> didn't hit me till one day my wife took a drink of water. <clears throat> I think that went down the wrong way. But it worked. I asked my, this lovely girl to marry me. I've never been sorry. I tried to be romantic. You know, you gotta be romantic. Don't listen to other people. Let it come from your own heart. My wife tried to be romantic with me. Listen to Dr. Phil. Had a show on how to excite your man. Said when he goes on a trip, let him know when he returns, you'll rock his world. Let him know that in un no uncertain terms. This is just not my wife. She only gets like that when she's angry. <laughs> so I get in my car at four in the morning, go to the airport, there's a post-it note that says in her handwriting, when you get home, when I'm done with you, you'll have nothing left. <laughs> I said, oh my, she's called an attorney. This is serious here, this is serious. I thought things were going good. Being romantic's tricky. It's like, I like cuddling after being romantic. That's the best. But when it's time to go to sleep, I don't want to be touching anybody. <laughs> I'm not the only person in this room that doesn't want to touch the other person while they sleep. Where you at? Where's my anti-spinners at? Yes! Don't tell me it has anything to do with it. It has nothing to do with love. I love this. I love you with all my heart and soul. Just stay on your side of the bed. That's all I ask. Come over and visit every now and then. Then go back. Here's a problem I have. You might have it too. I don't like to sleep touching anybody, but my wife is a habitual snuggler, cuddler. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. She has snuck over to my side of the bed 
Her head's been on my arm for five hours, cutting the circulation off. I'm numb. I hear somebody in the house, go see who it is. Oh yeah, Igor's gonna go get to her. I said, I love you with all my heart and soul, but if I had my way, I'd build a fence right down the middle of this bed. I put barbed wire on it. She goes, oh really, yeah, I'm gonna build a wall here and then I'm gonna make you pay for it. There. <laughs> We got married on newlyweds, that's great. I was 22 years old, hot shot. I was in a meeting. My boss said this cliche that I hate. He goes, there's no I in team. And I mumbled, there's an I in idiot. And I <laughs> found out there's an I in fired. I'm not bitter, but a year later, that guy that fired me went to prison because there's an I in IRS. <laughs> I wish I was there his first day in prison. He tells his cellmate, there's no I in team. Yeah, you're gonna find out there's an I infirmary. Uh, but here I am, 22 years old. It's the end of the world to me. I'm driving home, tears in my eyes. All I wanted to do is go home and lay my head on my little pillar of strength that I married, just to have her listen to me. That's all I wanted. This is what I get when I walk in the door. I've had a bad day. My day's worse. I bet it's not. I bet it is. It's like, you ever get with someone, all you want to do is tell them that you don't want to play a game of my day's worse than you poker. It's like, you want to play my day's worse than you poker? I'm good. I have a good hand. I'm fired. I'm pregnant. I fold. <laughs> That's how my family started. First to two children. Unexpected like that. And we have another child right after that. That's the second child. If you have kids, you get that question. My wife's holding the baby. She like looks, goes, can we have a family with as many kids as we can afford? I go, oh, mathematically, that one has to go back. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't have any health insurance when the first child was born. That's scary. You go to the hospital. They take her back to the delivery room. I face a lady at the admissions desk doing the paperwork. She goes, look, insurance, like insurance. She goes, you left insurance blank. Normally we get paid through an insurance agency. Oh, I'm gonna pay it through a collection agency. <laughs> In that delivery room, that is so intense, it's awful. Your woman's in all this agonizing pain. You can't do anything about it. Dilations and contractions. Suddenly my wife's, Nurse says to me, she's at nine centimeters. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com I don't know the metric system. (laughs) (laughs) Then the miracle of birth happens. You know, doctors, they have jokes to calm the men down. We don't know this because it's so intense. We're not going to be calmed down by stupid jokes. Another contraction comes. Ah! He says, this is a big baby coming. We might have to pull this out with a tow truck. I go, can we do that? Because I have triple A. This would be... <laughs> then the miracle of birth. What a feeling. I hope, oh, I'm holding my newborn son in my arms. A tear rolls down my cheek and the nurse said, that's life telling you you're a father. And I almost said, better life than Maury Povich, but I didn't. <laughs> but I cried the day my son was born. I'm not ashamed of that. His mom cried the day he left home and we both cried the day he moved back in. That's <laughs> A lot of you have kids, you have people with no kids give you advice like, you need to cut the cord. Well, we have cut the cord. It's like a lizard's tail. It just comes back. (laughs) I don't want to rag on my son. I love him. And he's a very smart kid on paper. (laughs) A gifted student. One night in high school, he took my car out on a ride with three of his gifted buddies. (laughs) If you're a parent, You know, there's no good news coming in a phone call that starts out, Dad, first off, let's be thankful that everybody's okay. (laughs) It's the middle of the night, it's dark, I can't see the alarm clock, I need to know what time it is. So I rub my wife's leg. Oh, please, it's 2.30 in the morning. Thank you. (laughs) You women are amazing. These women are amazing. How do you know what time it is in a second without lifting your heads? This is how they say no. It's just built into them, how they say no. Guys, if you want to have some fun, rub her leg again. She'll tell you tomorrow's schedule. I get up at 5 o'clock, 5.15, I walk it off. 5.30, I make breakfast. 5.45, I'm off to school. Okay, go back to sleep, Rain Man. I got this. Local man robs Wendy's with alligator. We're the alligator boys now. And the lady would be sitting in the bank, she'd be going, Mom, Mom, Mom. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family, and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today.